T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Because one former NFL linebacker was not enough on this show, we now welcome in a second. You can hear him on SiriusXM College Sports Nation and his own podcast, of course. He is the one and only A.J. Hawk of the Hawkcast show, and he's with us here on Geo and Jones. A.J., it's Andrew and Brian. What's going on, man? Not much. How you guys doing early this morning? Mm, better than we were earlier this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, people, it's funny. People say, hey, can you come on with us really, really it's going to be really early. I don't know if it's possible, 7, 7.30 or 8 o'clock. I'm like, yeah, I have four young kids. That's not early for me, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. They'll keep yeah, you up, man. It's lunchtime, basically, for us <laughs> at this point. <laughs> yeah. You have, Asia, you have four kids? Yes, I do. Uh, six, four, 18 months, and now 12 weeks. Wow. wow. Congrats on the new one. Yeah. How are you guys Thank holding you. up? Because two is driving me nuts. How and... is mama holding up? Give her a break, dude. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm trying to do. I try to take care of the little things I can. And, uh, yeah, my wife as well, she works. She's an interior designer. And just so happened that the time our third was born, her business really started picking up. So she's she's kind of juggling everything. And she does an amazing job. And I try to do uh, as much as possible, that's for sure. So, AJ, um, I, I don't know. You know, we spent a lot of time this morning trying to figure out what's real and what's not from the first batch of uh, – NFL preseason games last night. If you're a Chicago Bear this morning and Mike Glennon played like that and Mitch Trubisky played like that to the positive side, are you having any doubts about who your starting quarterback should be this morning? I mean, probably not. It definitely, I would imagine Ryan Pace and the, the guys in the front office with the Bears, I guess, feel pretty good about what happened and how, or I guess how well Mitch Trubisky played. But it's one of those things where you can't put too much on it, whether the guy plays really bad or really well, I think, in a preseason game. Yeah, it's one game. And you do want to make plays and, and show up and, and not just completely fall apart if you're Mitch Trubisky. But you can't uh, – you just can't crown the guy king. I know we see that all over the place with every single th- – if a guy has one completion, all of a sudden he's the next Tom Brady, and if he fumbles <laughs> a snap, then he's going to be a bust. So you can't really – you can't get too high or too low, I think. Well, here's the uh, other part of this, because you have Mike Lennon, a guy you just gave $15 million to, who has an upside-down uh, win-loss record, and he has seen all these bland preseason defenses that you and I know you run during the preseason, and yet the rookie looks better than he has, and this is his first his first uh, attempt at facing live action in the NFL, albeit preseason. So is that a little disconcerting if you're in that front office? Yeah, a little bit. You would hope that they would both play well. And, I mean, ultimately, I don't know if you find any suitors, but if you have multiple quarterbacks on the roster playing well, you're hoping maybe you could uh, you could get some value for a guy and, and see some other teams that have don't have a quarterback solidified. You could get some value at the end of the at the end of camp maybe and trade him and get some picks or something. But the Bears obviously aren't going to be doing that with, with Glennon and Trubisky. But you're right, the defense – in preseason football 
is nothing of what these quarterbacks will see once the regular season starts. There's kind of unspoken rules between coaches to where you know, like, we're going to, hey, we may play cover two quarters and maybe one little man blitz will run on third down. We're not, we're not going to throw too much at you. They want to see what guys can do and how they handle kind of the game atmosphere. So for quarterbacks, it's, it's nothing of what it's going to look like once the season starts. AJ, once you were established uh, with the Packers, was there anything good about a preseason game? Did you get anything out of them? Uh, if you came out healthy, That's I guess it. that was the number one thing. <laughs> the survival. Coaches, yeah, coaches and players both just wanted to come out healthy. Uh, you always, I mean, the preseason honestly is, even for young guys trying to make the team, like they don't, even those guys, like, you don't love it when you're a young guy trying to make it. Yeah, you want to be out there and put your uniform on and see what it feels like. But after warm-ups and after the first drive or so, everyone's like, all right, I think we're good to go home now. Anyone, anyone uh, if we call the game right now, like if, we, if we call the game, I don't think you'd have anybody that would argue. My, my rookie year, we had a preseason game. We had, like, a three-hour rain delay in Cincinnati, oh. and we came back out and played. We played, the, the like, the last 11 minutes of the game, and it was the most – like somber locker room I'd ever seen when we went back out on the field to finish that game. <laughs> They're going to make us play. Now, did you ever have instances where you had to play those five preseason games? Twice I had to play in that Hall of Fame game. So, you know, that means you go to camp early and then you have five preseason games. No, I was so lucky. We were always sitting there waiting. And if you heard rumors that possibly you would be up for that preseason game, or that, that fifth game, the Hall of Fame game, Guys would just be praying that wasn't them, and there's no there's no player or coach in the NFL that wants to be a part of that preseason or that extra game and and can't. And yeah, it's cool to be a part of the Hall of Fame ceremonies. I know that, but for coaches and players, all that means is hey, I'm reporting to camp five or six days early. My break is cut short. I have more practices, and if you run into a head coach that doesn't really know how to take care of its team, yeah. it can really cause some issues to have those those extra five or six days. AJ, what are your thoughts on counting stats from the preseason? Because Brian's lone career interception came in the preseason. I think he should use it because the only one. I think when you're going from zero to one, the preseason should count. But what do you think? You would know better than me. Hey, you're in the book. That's all. That's <laughs> right? No. Hey, you... <laughs> you want to be in the books? You got to be in the books so you can you can show your kids. I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't sure. count, AJ. You know it doesn't count. Those stats yeah. don't count in the preseason, man. <laughs> You're right. They don't. Like if I went out and yeah, if I if I felt good about myself after I had like, like a, a couple sacks in a preseason game or something, it's pretty quick to have one of your your buddies like, hey man, calm down. I'm gonna, gonna be an accountant next week. <laughs> Exactly. That's it right there, man. Hey, let me, we're talking to A.J. Hawk, former Ohio State Buckeye, NFL linebacker, and currently uh, the host of the Hawk Cast Show and Sirius XM College Football Analyst. Let's talk about your Buckeyes, man. Um, you you had Greg Schiano, who's the, the new D.C., because Luke Fickle has moved on to Cincinnati. He said that his D-line there, he thinks is better than some of his D-lines he had at the NFL level, and I love some Sam Hubbard. Uh, I think the guy is an excellent player and needs to get a, get a little uptick in the sacks, but I think he's a fine player. Taquan Lewis, defensive line player of the year last year in the Big Ten. Uh, what are your thoughts on those comments of, of, of Shiano's and also on the team this year? Uh, I think it was for Shiano to step out and say that. I mean, that's a, a gutsy move from a coach, and I think it says a lot about his the, that room and the, the character of those guys in that D-line room because especially a lot of – 
18 to 22 year old kids, you can't sit there and tell them publicly that they're one of the, they're better than some of your NFL teams. And that would go to their head instantly and it'd be reading their headlines and they may try to try to take their foot off the gas a little bit. So I think it says a lot that Shiano Shiano know, knew he could say that and trust that his guys will still get the job done. Um, but a guy like Shiano too has coached a lot of great players, but the team all, all around, you look on paper, they should be, it should be great. And I, I, Having J.T. Barrett under the helm, it seems like he's been there eight years now, and he's going to break a lot of Ohio State hmm. records this year. I think it's uh, it's always a, a good thing to have a veteran quarterback running the show, no matter what moving pieces you have around him, what guys you have to replace. When you have that calm, cool, collected guy that you know will take care of the ball under center, you're always going to have a chance. A.J., Wisconsin had a big injury on defense yesterday. Are they still the best team in the Big Ten West, though? Yeah, I think no question. I, I've uh, talked about that a lot on on, um, on Sirius. That it's uh, Wisconsin just is, I think, far and away. They're they're a great team, and they're in the division to where they can kind of be the the class of that, and and not have to worry too much about uh, teams coming up to really bite at their heels. But I think Wisconsin has like that old school. Like, they're not changing their program. I love that. I know Barry Alvarez has been around the program forever, and I think you see with Paul Chris, he kind of keeps that going. And, and they, they're not talked about a whole lot, especially on the national stage. And I think Wisconsin could be a bit of a sleeper uh, just because they, they're kind of authentic and true to who they are, and they don't really change things around week to week or season to season even. They're going to they're gonna pound the ball, and they're going to win with good defense. Well, I think they're going to have to go, uh, deal with uh, Penn State. I know Wisconsin's in the West. But Penn State is a team that I'm going to hitch my wagon to. I think with everyone they have coming back, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with once again. What say you? I'm with you on that. Really, I really am. And yeah, that's what, as a, I'm just speaking of the West. I guess I'm mm-hmm. speaking for Wisconsin. But you're right. The Big Ten, the top man. Think of Ohio State, Michigan, Wisconsin, Penn State. That's that's four very quality football teams right there. Um, that you we'll see what happens once they get to the bowl games for the college football playoffs to work out. But Penn State looks to be amazing. I hope they can handle these the expectations everybody's putting on them. Saquon Barkley looks amazing. Like this guy, every every time I look at my phone, it's like Saquon Barkley's hang clean, 480 pounds. I'm just hoping <laughs> he comes into the season healthy. This guy, is, this guy is an absolute monster. So I'm looking forward to watching them play. You were in a lot of different situations, AJ, at Ohio State and Green Bay, different expectations on your teams going in. When when they were so high, though, um, what did your head coaches do that worked to keep you guys kind of grounded and not get too carried away with what might be for your team on the field? Well, coaches do a, a great job. All the great coaches, I've been super lucky to play for some great ones. Coach Chesler in college, he definitely never let us ever think that we were that good. He instilled the confidence in us, and we were very confident going into every game. We expected and knew that we should win this game no matter who we were playing. But he didn't ever let you kind of take your foot off the gas or think that you've arrived. And that's something that I think the great coaches can do, and especially with how available all this information is for kids now when you're in middle school, high school, college. It's everywhere. If someone says something good about you or bad about you, these college kids, they're going to see it. And so they, they have to find a way to kind of handle that success. And Dom Capers, who was my defensive coordinator in Green Bay always told us in Green Bay that there's expectations on us every year where we had Aaron Rodgers. We, we should be competing for the Super Bowl year in and year out. He'd say, 
I know how you guys are going to handle adversity. I, I know the, the character in this room, he said, I want to know how we're going to handle success because there's going to be success throughout this year. How do we respond and how do we do that and, and keep our head down and kind of stay to the plan? And that's kind of what all the, the great coaches do. Now, tell me this, and I know the answer. My man, Winston Moss, great coach. Oh, Winston's the best. He was my <laughs> linebacker coach for nine straight years in Green Bay. I love that guy. I know. He was a teammate of mine. I, I knew you were going to say that. They don't get too much better than that crazy cat. No, he's absolutely nuts. That's the best thing about him. I, <laughs> I, would, I would tell him day in and day out, like, Winston played inside linebacker, and I would stand next to him, and I'm like, man, football has really changed. If you were an inside backer and so am I, Winston's like 6'5", 270, and I'm barely 6'1", 235. I was like, man, what football were you playing back then? What did you have to do? Like, so I, always would, uh, I would always mess with him, but, man, our relationship even grew over the years, and I still get to speak with him at times and got to see him. He came back to Columbus uh, this past March and just uh, absolutely nuts, but an absolute, like, super intellect when it comes to football and loves the X's and O's and loves motivation, and I, I really respect him. Yeah, that's it, man. He's such a cerebral guy, and, and, he, and he's also crazy. So, you know, those <laughs> usually don't, don't mix. He's just crazy and, and don't think too much about it to hit anything that moves. Hey, let, let us get your top five as we embark on this uh, 2017 college football season. Who, who are you liking at the top? Ooh, that's a, you really put me on the spot. I, I, I probably should have had this thought out beforehand, actually, especially since I do a lot of work on Sirius XM for college. And, uh, well, I hate – see, that's the thing. I live in Columbus, Ohio. I went to Ohio State. So, no matter what, I'm going to be an Ohio State homer. You're right. But I kind of – I honestly, I'd put Alabama one, Ohio State two. Yep. Uh, whew. It's, How do people – what's Penn State at in the preseason poll right now? In mine, I have them five. I like to, I put Penn State at four. Okay. And then, but my third three, I'm gonna have to go. Man, you're. Really, I like Clemson. I don't know how okay. they're gonna respond without Deshaun Watson. We'll see. That's mainly because I'm a huge fan of Dabo. That's not even. Okay. That's not even speaking like technical and looking at the roster. No, I got um, you. No, I have I have them at six in mind. What about USC and uh, Oklahoma? Okay, see, I'm going to take USC to round out my top five because I was actually at the USC-Utah game when Sam Darnold made his first start, and they lost. Right. But watching that guy in person was just amazing. And then seeing what he did the rest of the season, I know he has all the hype on him, and people are already projecting him as number one overall pick next year if he leaves. But I think with him, he's going to put USC back on the map and try to get him back to the, the glory days when – Matt Leiner and Reggie Bush were there, and Snoop Dogg was in the end zone. And <laughs> dancing after touchdown. Listen, that game USC should have won. You're correct. If the first start for Darnold, they had three fumbles in Utah territory in that ball game, or else they do win it and still almost won with those three turnovers because they had faith in that quarterback and he showed up and showed out. He did. Sam Darnold really turned. He's gonna just. Him playing that well the rest of the season and, and being the guy has changed the, li the lives of a lot of people around USC. I mean, the whole the coaching staff trusts him. He's going to bring in more recruits. It just it adds unbelievable what one guy can do for a university. AJ, that was fun. Thanks for the time. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you again soon. All right, no problem. Thank you. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 